This episode of the Westwards podcast is a production of Westwards, Western Sydney's literature development organisation. We'd like to acknowledge that this podcast is created on Darug land, and we pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. You are listening to a special series of episodes hosted by members of the Westwards Academy and alumni as they sit down and interview their guests from across Australia's writing and artistic scene. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Westwards Mini Masterclass. I'm your guest host, Joanne Macias. Uh, today's guest is the amazing and multi-talented Maria Tran. Welcome, Maria. Thank you for having me, Joanne. Yeah. I know you've been really, really busy uh, for quite a while because you've got a lot of projects on your plate. Um, so thank you so much for taking the time uh, to have a chat with me today. I really appreciate it. And so does all the listeners as well. Now, Maria, you would be most well known for your work as an actress, producer and director. However, you've also been a stunt director, writer, TED Talk presenter, as well as being the CEO of Phoenix Eye Productions, which not only does amazing film and art production, but you use your skills and resources to make it diverse and inclusive for the underrepresented voices in the community. Um, would you say that that's a fair representation of everything that you kind of work on at the moment, or is there any anything I may have left out of I think, uh, <laughs> to be honest, I'm, a, I'm somewhat a Swiss army knife. It really depends on the circumstance. At the moment, I'm, I'm about to do commercial directing uh, on a first project in the US, so that's been exciting. And and now also getting commissioned to write feature films um, for different production companies as well. So that's, uh, that's another little um, that I'm doing. So um, <laughs> I think all kind of interrelated. It's all about um, being a creative but also figuring out how you can create a demand for the work that you do and, of course, get hired um, so that you can sustain as a creative, but also balancing out the fact that you still want to do your own creative projects and being able to see that happen and come into fruition is a very key thing, uh, very fun fundamental when it comes to being an artist. 100%. And I think it's it's always that fear of, I guess, what's knowing of knowing what's next and and how to kind of maintain that in the long term. It's it's the long game, not the the hard game, so to speak. On that, um, drive and motivation. Sometimes it can be really difficult to maintain with what seems to be constant rejection. Um, so when you were originally forging your way in the industry, what were some of the things that you felt kept your focus um, to get you, I guess, to where you are today? I, I say that I'm like everyone, like whenever you are going down the path less taken, there will be lots of forces that will confront you, that will question your journey and even yourself. Sometimes there are internal battles that go on that you have to overcome on sometimes a day-to-day -day basis. But um, I think for me, what I realize is if I set myself aside from myself but get out of the way of myself that yeah. would be the first step if I remove myself for from putting so much emphasis on who I am in my own identity then yeah. I suffer less a lot of times we suffer because we focus so much on ourselves um, and also how we are perceived by the rest of the world for me I realize people don't really care so much only for a moment they might 
you know, give, throw a bit of attention your way, whether it's positive or negative, but it's only for a moment because humans are just naturally designed to focus on themselves, right? So you have to find ways to overcome yourself to think about the big picture. And that is what keeps on getting me motivated, gets me out of bed, uh, allows me to question less of who I am and whether or not the path that I'm, I've chosen is the correct one or not. That's amazing. And I think I think that's a really important message um, for a lot of people because I think we're probably our worst critics um, with stopping ourselves and achieving um, our inevitable greatness, I guess. Um, and on, on that, it was... Um, you were mentioning about, you know, um, your identity and, and the identity of um, what you want to, uh, uh, the types of roles that you want to do and, and the type of work that you want to do. So identity itself is really, really important to be able to create authentic authenticity in your work, but it's also risky because you can pigeonhole yourself um, in relation to your character or even the types of work that you do or, or are, um, given opportunities to do um it's yourself so what advice would you give people in being able to still create authentic work but still have a bit of um, diversity in what they're able to offer on the topic of identity it is so fundamental that we look at identity as self-awareness and understanding the lens in which we navigate in the world right so if we understand the things that make us tick, it's much more easier to do that. And, and yes, there's always the question of, you know, being stereotyped, being pigeonholed. But again, that comes down to the fear of what people are going to do to you. Yeah. And that stops you from doing whatever it is that you want to do. Like for me, I don't know how many chop sock, super Asian accented roles I have done on Australian TV, right? Yeah. I still embrace them hearingly, but I'm also quite aware that the function it serves in yeah. terms of screen, I'm not completely against it. There's probably in context, certain context, yes. But then at the same time, I've found ways to become close to to that 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 ability that I have when it comes to playing, you know, certain accented characters. Yeah. Uh, yes, there'll be people who are what I do because they don't understand the lens that I go through. So that's something that I'm always constantly in conversation with myself saying that, you know, it's okay. People might not like you for this, but they don't understand where you're going. So yeah. they only understand a little moment of what you put out there. And yes, they can judge you on that, but that's not going to stop you from doing what you want to do because your big picture is only for you to know. Well, that's right. And I think um, we, we probably think that they're perceiving us a lot more than what they are. Anyway, so I think we're, again, going back to that idea of we're our worst critic um, in stopping ourselves. Um, now, creatives themselves, well, creatives, I guess, across many different disciplines all have the different visions in how they want to create their end result. So with you being in media, obviously, there'll be a lot of um, hands in the soup, so to speak. Um, how would you say that when you're collaborating, sorry, when you're collaborating, what advice would you give people um, so they can all put in their um, points of view and people's ideas and thoughts aren't lost in the whole process without, I guess, burning bridges um, and reducing future opportunities? First and foremost, the most easiest for anyone to navigate is understanding 
why they're doing what they're doing, um, why they're participating on certain things as, and also why they might feel strongly toward things, whether they're, they're attracted to something or whether they're very averse to something. I feel like sometimes that energy is quite the same. It's not a neutral ground. It's, it's quite like fiery, whether it's towards or, or away from something. And it's important to question a lot of the times where that comes from. So once you're able to understand where you're coming from, you're like, okay, yeah. I'm doing this because of this other thing. Okay, I figured it out. I'm, I'm pretty open that I really want this thing because of this other thing. And I'm not going to lie about it to myself. Once you're able to do that, then it's much more, you have now more space to then understand other people who are coming to the table. Because a lot of times you don't understand people because that number one, there is a fear. That fear stops you from really understanding people's perspectives as well as where they're coming from. For me, coming from an acting background, um, whether things are said or not said, they are, are as equally as important. And it's important for me. I always love reading into the cues and making a lot of hypotheses why people do certain things and why the mechanism of why people come to be to make certain decisions in life. It's always backtracked. I feel like everyone's decision in the now has always been stemmed from things that are in the past and the makeup of them along the way. How many times they've repeated a certain mistake or a certain experience and how it still has given them this perspective and this choice that they, they choose to do in the moment is very key for you to observe. It's like almost watching a blue, someone's blueprint. So when you're doing create a project, I always go, okay, I've got 10 people. Everyone's got different blueprints from myself. The first thing is for me is to want to get to know people genuinely, you yeah. know, some, some of the strengths, some of the weaknesses, uh, why they might have certain fears, where does that come from? Like how far in the past? And also have really deep and meaningful conversations over that as well. Um, and sometimes the conversations might not be comfortable. It might get uncomfortable. But at the end of the day, both sides are learning something a bit more about each other and each other's capabilities to, to collaborate. But also to, at the same time, pose very important reflective questions on why we are here today to connect. Absolutely. And I think also on that, um, sometimes I think people might be a little bit scared that um, someone might have a better idea than them as well or, you know, might be able to push push things further. So I think that's really important to kind of understand their point, like you said, understanding their point of view and, and their previous experiences. They may have um, experienced someone else's version and it may have not worked out or it, it may have only been a short-term solution, not a long-term solution or something like that. So I think it is very def um, very important to... Um, understand other people's point of view in that whole process as well. You currently, amongst obviously many other projects, um, offer mentorship through AFM, um, which is um, Acting for Mindfulness. Um, so many of you students have had to overcome certain hurdles to become successful. Um, in many of the cases, these hurdles may actually be common between the students. What advice would you offer our listeners in being able to overcome some of their hurdles that they might be facing um, to achieve their goals. So acting for mindfulness is something that Takashi Hara, my husband, created and I co-facilitate with him on that. And the reason why we did that was because we wanted to make um, acting techniques and practices accessible to everyone, does not discriminate. It isn't for the elite. It is for everyone because as human beings, we naturally are in acting mode 
in different parts of the day, depending on the audiences that we have to entertain. So for people to be able to access the skills in understanding themselves is so fundamental for them to be able to have more control. So even for example, your body-mind connection, the way you breathe, um, understanding the patterns of how you breathe or how you feel or how tenseness feels when it is at parts of the body and being able to release that is important to then be able to make more of an influence in the world. So for example, for me, whenever I get into character, it's always not always going to be happy, go lucky characters. There's certain times where I have to rally up anger within the body and be able to physically um, allow it to be placed within to be able to carry that conversation or that text or that connection with someone else. And then once that's done, when it's cut, being able to reset and go back into my own sense in my own body. It's a really, really good skill to have because then you're never in a point where you always feel like you are you. So yeah. sometimes I feel as an actor, you can sometimes there moments where you escape to being a different character that's not yourself, but you have permission to do that. And there's, yeah. there shouldn't be any fear because you can play. And when you're able to do that, you when you're able to transport into other characters, you then realize that the identity that you placed on yourself is just your own self-reflection. Like it's only just your limitation. <clears throat> if you really strongly identify yourself as who you are, that itself is a limitation because as human beings, we evolve, right? We grow. Um, we have fears that could be con conquered if we want to, if we want to be able to figure and be curious enough to go down into that journey to do that. So it's such an important skill to have. That's amazing. And and I mean, I, I can't, as you're talking about that, I thought of um, a lot of spoken word performances that I've seen recently where people have been writing um, from their heart and from their soul and you can see them choking up on stage or getting really angry on stage just because they're reliving those emotions every single time they read it. Um, so I think it is important that they are able to also, I guess, uh, separate that and reset themselves afterwards to help mm. themselves heal properly from those experiences as they write as but well. At the same time, like, I think the ability to show, like, emotion is important because Absolutely. otherwise we get too cognitive, too mental yeah. about things, about processing what is a good emotion, what's a bad emotion, what, what are should, coulds and shouldn'ts, and we put too much limitation on how we express ourselves. And I think... Spoken word is great, especially when it comes to the performative side as well, because you're able to release, you're able to really feel the energy of the words yeah. lift from the page. And I think that's sort of like what happens when a writer then goes into the the format of becoming a performer. They're actually yeah. injecting life into their the words because they are now this, this being uh, and being able to put it out there like a, a speaker. You yeah, know, so absolutely. it's someone else performing your work, but it's you. You can yeah. able to activate that, and it's such a beautiful thing to do. Media and acting itself is a very small and highly competitive industry, as would be the writing industry. Um, but what's what's some of the advice that you'd provide um, that you'd be able to provide someone in being able to stand out and make themselves seen? Standing, and the more we want to stand out, is the more we 
look within and see the truth of who we are, our authentic self, and we find the most exciting way to present it to the world. And I know it sounds strange because a lot of people tend to try to be something else um, that they're not to, to stand out. But I feel like after a while you burn out because it's not you. You cannot sustain a facade for so long unless you really want to damage your psyche. Um, And that's why it's important that the more you start owning yourself, whatever you look like, however you feel, whatever the state you are at, you own that first. You own the moments, you own the stories, you own the highs, you own the lows. And then eventually you start to realize actually things come in cycles. You know, yeah. you might have moments where it's a really high, my lows, but it's it's okay. It's a part of that. It's like a biorhythm that that you go along on your day to day, your week to week. But at this end of the that the thing is you start to realize actually it actually doesn't really go that bad. After yeah. a while, you start to realize it won't go that bad if you are connected to yourself. It only hits really, really low is when you've been ignoring all the signs, you've been ignoring yeah. your voice, yourself. You've been putting other people before you because you don't feel good enough. And eventually you'll hit that low. But eventually, yeah. but you keep on listening to yourself. It always will go into cycles, but you'll be always on an upward, upward sort of like trajectory. Because I yeah. feel like we are, are put on this earth to express and create and create in the most harmonious sense and also activate all the things that we have within that we haven't actually discovered. Like we might think, oh, I'm just a ride. That's all I do. And eventually you might go, oh, wow, this spoken word thing's exciting. I didn't know it. I mean, you might be, you know, and you would have had your first experience as well. And it would have been quite, wow, where did that come from? And then you start to go with that feeling of excitement in your stomach going, I want more of this. In fact, Absolutely. if I keep going down, where does it take me? I want to go on that journey. And that's the yeah. journey of the artist. Yeah. And I think, and I think for me personally, um, it's that idea of self-value. You know, if if I try and be like someone else, um, I'm not giving myself the value that I should be giving myself. Um, and obviously you can't sell yourself to people of how great you are if you don't internally believe it. So I think on a personal level, I, I definitely agree with <laughs> with that kind mm-hmm. of thing. And obviously, you know, when you get your first win, you're like, yes, I've got to keep going. I've got to keep going. And it's, it's and- amazing because once you start getting those little wins and you start to realize, actually, they do come, <laughs> you know, yeah. they, they do come. Like, I just have to keep on working on it, on the little things. But every now and then it'll just pay off a bit, pay off a bit. Absolutely. And you keep trusting in that. Yeah. You come to a point where you won't ever doubt yourself anymore because there's no point to that. Yeah. Because you've had so many, you have so many wins. You have so much track record that you're like, nah. I've got so much track record. Why would I hit a really low? And if I do hit a low, there's a reason why, because I I didn't, I've overlooked something. That's so right. either way, it's always a win, whether it's a, you know, a good high and then all of a sudden a, a big thing, but then at least, you know, you know what, things are going to pick up. Like along the way, I've had so many things that I would say have been catastrophic for me, um, you know, financial losses, a bunch of stuff. But then I always go, you know what? money out something will come in like I always trust in that so then therefore I can let go of the pain quicker to then focus on task and focus on other things but then I always know it always comes in cycles so you will have a good thing and there'll be a bad thing but that's just a part of life 
And I think as a creative as well, we probably go, oh, it's a bad thing that's come up. Hey, story ID. <laughs> You've yeah. got something. Oh, 100%. I don't know how many times like throughout my career, um, the most weirdest things, the, the most weirdest things people would talk, say that are either super racist or super inappropriate or sexist or yeah. you know, all that stuff, right? And I, in my head, I'm like, oh my God, that's so bad. Like, I, obviously I'm not going to say anything because that person's uh, in a very high position or an executive or yeah. whatever, right? But then in my head, I had to quickly like transmute it. So I had to really quickly think of, Okay, you know what? What if one day I was to write this in a skit? What would it look like? If I were to write this in a short film or like um, a scene, what would this scene look like? In fact, Maria, pay attention to this bit of racism or sexism that is happening to you right now. Yep, yep. record his dialogue. You know, yeah. Okay, great. So I, I make it as a as a research. Absolutely. So no longer does it hurt me anymore. Go, oh, how dare he or she say that? In my mind, and I was like, beep, recording, racism, <laughs> putting into that file, sexism right there. You know? That's right. I'm able to rewrite it out on a script and then remake it or exaggerate or whatever to get the point across. Yeah. Exactly right. And I think uh, it also puts a lot of people on notice to kind of go, oh, did I actually do that kind of behaviour, um, even if they weren't the person in that setting um, that originally happened to you or whoever is I guess experiencing those moments as well it helps people self-reflect a lot more and also it helps people identify it because sometimes it's so subtle like you just go did that and maybe not or you kind of like you know how you think that it was something and then later on as time goes past you then go now that wasn't that wasn't that wasn't racism that wasn't sexism that wasn't put down you know you kind of undo that or that wasn't gaslighting but you know when the first incident happened to you it was it but you're trying to negotiate it out because you just don't want to confront it. So um, so that's why it's important to go, yep, that was it, record. Yeah. <laughs> Later on, you're going to use it for material. There's, there's, always, there's always projects out there that need new ideas, so it's great. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, and it's making the most out of everything um, that you experience because I think that's the big thing for creatives, no matter what the industry. Well, we, especially um, for writers, like, you know what, yeah. like, life experience experience in any time is a minefield for you to be able to you know collect these ideas and after a while it will start to crystallize into bigger ideas that then all line up and then become some sort of narrative or some sort of message that you want to be able to shape later on but if you're not aware of what's happening in life you won't be able to I don't feel like it's you're going to be able to write in a sense that people will be able to identify as much as I always find there's a differentiation between writers who write for themselves which is always the great starting point or people who write even though they do have certain themes they want to showcase messages they want to say but they're also very mindful to make their audience feel something and that's like the next level of, of a good writer is to be able to have a finger on the pulse of what their audiences are reading and how to be able to subvert expectations, but also really send them home on a particular message that you've been harboring, especially through the writing process. Oh, absolutely. And I think it's some of the best writers are able to do that in the most subtle ways um, and really make an impact. And I guess it makes quite timeless pieces um, of, of work. So but thank you so much, Maria, um, for taking the time with me 
um, to have a quick chat. Um, really appreciate it. I'm sure all of our listeners will appreciate all of your little um, nuggets of wisdom. Um, all the best for your upcoming commercial projects and movies and and all of the all the other little Kuwait, bits and pieces in between. Kuwait's going to become like a trilogy, so that's sort of been such yep. a fun project. Um, that I'm hoping to see happen in 2025. Two two feature films back to back, which makes three feature films made in Western Sydney, made on low budget, written by uh, creatives out in Western Sydney. You know, that's going to be ex- my big baby project that myself, Takashi, Elizabeth H. Vu, and a group of us are, will be birthing in the future. <laughs> Mm. and yeah I'm sure everyone's going to love them as much as um the first movie which was Echo 8 um which has had some amazing success throughout the world not just not just in Australia or anything like that but I have seen it and it is an amazing movie as well so thank you so much again thank you for having me thank you for listening to the Westwards podcast for more information on Westwards and what we do please visit westwards.com.au